Now, as a child, she undertook an epic journey from Poland to Siberia to Uzbekistan as the Second World War raged around her and then finally made it to Glasgow. Marion Kamras will be spending today, Holocaust Memorial Day, like every day, with her own thoughts of family lost at that time, but also the family and the life she's built here. Gillian Sharp went to meet her. Well, this is my grandfather, and, and this is my mother's mother. Looking through family photos at home in Glasgow, Marion Kamras's story begins in Krakow in 1932. Born into a well-to-do family and as an only child and grandchild, she admits to being rather spoiled. But on the outbreak of war, things changed. The family had been on holiday but never returned home, instead fleeing east ahead of the German army. There was bombing on the way and as we were in a horse and cart in a crowded road going east, German planes were coming low over and uh, shooting at us so we would jump off the cart and run into the there was forest on both sides of the road and we would rush into the forest because people got killed on the way with the planes eventually they reached a town in what is now ukraine where they lived in a rented room after they refused soviet passports the russians took them and others put them on cattle trucks, and after a rail journey of 10 days or more, they ended up in Siberia, in a camp which had housed political prisoners. We were housed several families in one room, so that you just had a corner, and that was your corner, and in the other corner of the room was, was another family, so each corner had a family. We somehow managed to survive, although when winter came, it really got very hard because when the snow started, it just forgot to stop. And the snow gets higher and higher every day till it goes to the roof of the barracks. So each day the men had to dig themselves out of the front door. In the summer of 1941, Nazi Germany invaded the Soviet Union and the Kamras family, along with many others, went from being enemy aliens to friends and allies. That meant they were allowed to leave Siberia. Initially, though, they stayed put, thinking they might be safer, believing Hitler would not make it somewhere so remote. But the prospect of another freezing winter had them on the move again. The men lashed together timber to make a huge raft and a group floated 200 kilometres down a river to the train station. Destination, Central Asia. It wasn't a passenger train. It was still a cattle truck and we had literally nothing to eat. The train went through places like Semipalatinsk and uh, through Kazakhstan, Almaty and so on. And it got to Uzbekistan and Bukhara. Now, Bukhara, that was the last station. It wasn't going any further, so we got off. Marion Kamras remembers the weather being lovely, such a contrast to Siberia. But tragedy was to follow. My father went to work in a collective farm, a conchose, and unfortunately took typhus and died. This was 1942, beginning of February. I was just 10 years old. 
And then my mother was taken to hospital with typhus as well. The thing was that once my father died, my mother came out of hospital being very, very poorly, really. She had to put me in an orphanage because she simply couldn't feed me. So that was not very nice. By 1946, Marion and her mother were on a train once more on their way back to Poland and slowly things began to filter back about what had been happening there. Her mother thought reports of the concentration camps must be propaganda. She couldn't believe they could be true. Then they got back to Krakow. When we returned, unfortunately, we found everybody had been murdered by the Nazis. My grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, a numerous family, all gone. And all the property that we had had been confiscated by the communist government. And so we had nobody and nothing. It was a very sad time. Things remained difficult in Poland and Marion was sent to Scotland to live with an aunt in Glasgow. When she arrived, she spoke no English, but within a few years she got into university and had met her future husband. I was very, very lucky because he was a wonderful man. He was a doctor and I was studying medicine and I was supposed to carry on and finish. I became pregnant. I've got three wonderful children, eight wonderful grandchildren. So I've been very, very fortunate. Scotland has really been very good to me. I remember every day my grandparents and my father, all the aunts and uncles and everybody. Yes, I don't need reminding, but I will go to Garnet Hill Synagogue for the prayers. It is important that people should know, you know, civilization is only skin deep.